What is going on? Welcome back to the Justin Boss Podcast. This is your host, Gregory Joseph. You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch at It's Greg72. It's Greg72. I T S G R E G 72. You can catch this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Okay, so let's really just, just jump into it. Normally, you know, in most cases, I will start with the whole, you know, you know, flowers and stuff. If I think about it afterwards, I will, but I just really want to get this off, you know, off my head if I can move on to other things that might happen as I'm recording this. So let's jump real quick on what's going on over at the Four Letter Network. And really, the best way to describe what's going on at the Four Letter Network is the chickens are coming home to roost. Yes, the chicken home, chickens are finally coming home to roost. This is the really the results of years of, you know, trying to really pander to both sides. And this is, you know, this is one of those things where I try to tell people, like, I think it's fine what you want to do, right? And it's fine if you want to, you know... For instance, let me let me give you a quick example. Even like for me, the stuff I talk about on my personal podcast, it's not for everybody. And I don't need to be for everybody. If people disagree with me, cool. If they agree with me, that's cool too. But for me, I'm not going to try to play both sides of a situation, especially if it's just me speaking how I feel now. What I would not do is be disrespectful, but I'll try to be tact about it. It's that's a way of going about it, which I will explain why later on in this podcast. But let's kind of jump to what's going on here with the Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor, Maria Taylor situation. Now, as we all know, Rachel Nichols is you know we're not going to pretend that Rachel Nichols is it's a scrub or she's washed or anything like that. She's made her name. She's been in the business for a long time, and, you know, she is a woman, which obviously means that she, you know, she fought her way to where she got, right? There's no doubt about that. She's earned a name for herself, and we, and I'm, I, I'm respectful of that. You know, so when the New York Times, which actually dropped on, you know, 4th of July, or as I like to put it, put it in reverse Terry Day, they definitely saw some fireworks. And, but in the article, yeah, um, Rachel Nichols on the phone with LeBron's PR dude, which is honestly deserves its own, like, episode because there's a lot of problematic things in there. But I just wanna really want to focus on ESPN and Rachel Nichols and, you know, everybody else. So, rightfully so, and I'm going to assume that what she said about, you know, her husband the NBA countdown during the finals within her contract yeah, I think she has the right to be pissed off about it. You know, a contract is a contract, you know. And it's not, you know, unless the ES, unless ESPN has a clause that says that, hey, we can change our minds at any time that we wish, then, yeah, I think that she do have a case. I think that she should, you know, take it over to a lawyer and, you know, go at them because, again, why are you putting stuff in the contract you're not honoring the contract? Now, this doesn't have anything to do with, you know, athletes and the sports team. That's a whole different conversation. The CBAs, you know, between, you know, media personalities and the athletes and the teams, a whole different conversation. So, let's not don't try, come at me with that one. But, anyways, still a contract at the contract at the contract. And 
and I get it. If you're H Nichols, you're pissed because you know we we let's let's actually let's 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 really be let's get let's be honest about this. Last year, when George Floyd unfortunately got murdered by you know Derek Chauvin, everybody and their mamas that has a company, small businesses, big businesses, they all was trying to pander to everybody, to the black folks. They were trying to pander real hard. Like, the only two organizations, in my personal opinion, that has a statement that's worth a damn in the last few years is, number one, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, cool, because, you know, I mean, mainly because they had a situation with Stone and Brown, and they went right after police, and Ben and Jerry's. When they talked about how defunding the police ain't really be ain't really talking about getting rid of the police, but hey, they shouldn't have all this stuff if they're gonna act a fool with all this money. And these they're the only two group organizations, at least that I've seen so far in the last few years, that has, you know, been really good about their statements. And it, and it seems like it's more genuine. Everybody else is just Hey, we respect everybody. We got this unity. It takes all of us. We're not really addressing what was, what the situation was, including ESPN. And mind you guys, remember, this is also the start of the this you era of Twitter, because all these companies, you know, ESPN, NFL, they all have you know skeletons in their closet, and which people rightfully brought up, <laughs> you know, on social media. Because you, you just have to, I mean, you just, you, it's just, I don't know. But point being, we all knew in 2020, all these companies all of a sudden had that email, you know, the day that George Floyd got killed and was like, hey, put out something real quick. We got to pander these black folks. We got to pander. We got to keep the money going. I understand it. Do I agree with it? Do I like it? Not really, but I understand why they do what they do. And even to the point to where I said, like, hey, man, watch what they do. Screw what they say. Watch what they actually do. What are they going to do? Are they going to back up what they're saying, right? So ESPN got them, you know, years. This is We're talking about years. We're talking about back, you know, this is beyond uh, Sports Center 6 with Jamel Hill and Michael, Michael Smith. Like, ESPN, for a long time, has been, like, reacting to the two idiots on Twitter who don't even watch the show. They just want something to complain about because they got nothing else go to do. And they're so worried about their attention that they they are forgetting about the few the other people who, if we're being honest, doesn't really care either way. They're more worried about themselves. But, you know, ESPN going ESPN. And last year when George Floyd got killed, and, you know, it's, this is 10 minutes of this man getting killed, you know, in 4K, not trying to make a joke about it, but still, like, you, it's, cl- it's clear what happened here. Yeah, of course they're going to let the reins loose and everybody, all the black anchors, get on TV, talk about your experiences, do all this, do all that, right? To the point to where they tried to make up over that summer – all these years of, you know, BSing around or trying to play both sides to the point to where they, they told Rachel Nichols, hey, look, we understand that 
you've been doing this for a long time. We understand that you fought to get to this position, but you know, it might be a good look if we let Maria Taylor take the reins for this year. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, we like you. We know you. We can do, but let's let Maria Taylor do this because we want you know the black folks to feel like, hey man, we with you guys. We want to, we with you guys, right? And yeah, of course, Rachel Nix, Rachel Nix is gonna be pissed off because she got to you know, like I said, she fought her way to this position, which is fine. Like, no one has ever would ever be mad at her for fighting for what's her because let's be honest. Again, like I said before, she is a woman, and the sports, you know, media industry is already competitive as is. It's already hard. You know, it's hard for black men to get in. And women generally in society is treated like crap, if we're being honest about it. So yeah, of course she'll be upset about it because she earned she clawed her way to that spot. Maybe she stepped on some toes here and there to get to the spot, which happens to do, but still she got to that point to where she felt like, Yeah, I'm pissed because I got here. I put in the work to get here. Yeah, I'm pissed. And I understand that. So she's rightfully mad about it. She's rightfully mad about the fact that if it's in a contract, which is true, then yes, she should be upset about it. Now, here's where she's messed up at. A couple of things. Now, when the first clip came out about, you know, her, you know, being upset about Maria Taylor taking the taking spot, and she basically, you know, Insinuating, even though she didn't, even though it didn't really sound like it. I'll be honest with you guys. The first, the first clip, I didn't really, it didn't really, I didn't really hear, you know. But I guess once I look, listen to it again, I can understand now. Like, oh yeah, this is that good. So on first hand, you would think, yeah, here, here she go, white woman with the old trodden, you know, tired line about, you know. Diversity hires and affirmative action, affirmative action, and you know, East being got to reach the quota, and they got to pander to the black folks. Like, which I mean, yeah, and most I can imagine that being a conversation in a lot of white houses, privately though, which she thought it was, but according to the article, she didn't properly shut off her camera, which means that it was recorded on ESPN servers. Which, again, is just like, oh wow. But still, we I'm gonna get to that in a minute. So that's one thing. Which honestly, yeah, it was irritating. It was annoying, and maybe I was just numb to it by this point because when I first heard, it, I was just like, "Oh, okay." Then came the second part when I guess this Adam Anderson dude, LeBron's guy, PR guy, was like, "Yeah, I'm so tired of me too. I'm so tired of Black Lives Matter. I'm tired of all of this." And she was laughing at the end of it. Then, once I put the two together, it was like, oh, yeah, this is not good. This is not good for anybody. Anybody, no matter what her attentions was. And let's be clear, personally, I didn't really look at her as, you know, someone that was a go full Karen like that. But then again, you can't really put it past anybody that they might become a full Karen. And she became a full Karen in that moment, like in, in like record time. So between that, between that, no one finna get what's mine, 
in in you know in regards to Maria Taylor, and we all know the optics of a white person, you know, getting upset that black person got something, and you know, basically saying, well, if they just want, and you know, also too, and this I didn't really think about this, you know, until last night, before, you know, before I recorded this on July the seventh, I didn't really think about this like this, but she really said that. Well, they want to give Maria something else to do, you know, more stuff to do. I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay, okay. Now we're getting, we're getting a little too far here now. Like, the whole thing about her being pissed off that her, she's getting replaced, fine. We're good. Like, understandable. There's nothing wrong with that. Anybody that does anything for a living will be upset if they held on to something for a while that they pretty much made their baby, in a sense, and they're getting replaced because of whatever the issues are. Even and again, the point really ain't about if she's right or not because she could be right. Like she could be legit right, and I wouldn't put it past ESPN for it to be a diversity hire. But when you go into diversity, when you, when you kind of imp, imp, you know when they, when you hear that come out your mouth, and then when you do the whole, well, they need to get something to do as if she's like some intern for the summer. Like Maria Taylor is not no intern. For the summer. Like, she has years upon years. And, yeah. So, you can only, you can imagine that, you know, Maria Taylor don't want nothing to do with her. Nothing to do with her. And I don't blame her one bit. And, let me tell you something else, too. How slick ESPN try to be. They try to plant that story the last week about how, you know, Maria Taylor would like some diva or something because she wanted, you know, she wanted to raise, rightfully so. She was in, she's in contract negotiations. And they, you know, and this is, this is what people do. This is what companies do, what they do sometimes. And you, you, I see this more happen with teams and whatnot. They leak these articles. They put out these smear campaigns, right? And they do it because... They already want the fans on their side when they know something is about to come out that's not going to make them look any good, right? So the timing of both the hit piece on Maria Taylor from, from the New York Post and this article from the New York Times, yeah, like, it's a complete shit show at ESPN. So they're not slick either. They're not slick. So while the conversation needs to really be focused on ESPN and how, and how they basically been begging for this to happen, we cannot let Rachel Nichols slide on this one. No matter, you know, we can't. So that's one thing. Now, another thing that I found troublesome, honestly, now, you know, now it's the 4th of July. They, they, uh, you know, it came out and... Now you're in a situation where there's this, you know, now people are learning what's happened. Now, yes, the, the situation, the, the the situation in its entirety, has been going off over over a year now, almost a year, but people are just not learning about this, and yeah, like it's it's going to it's going to. It was going to be a big, be a crap show. So ESPN had to do something like, "Hey, Rachel, um, we know we actually been on the sidelines for this finals. Let's not do that. 
let's just go home, lay low, block is too hot, let's just, you know, let it be, let it be, right, and I can only imagine they did that, because, you know, they actually had this woman on her show 24 hours after that piece came out, and we all seen this movie before, We've seen this movie where a white woman, it gets flanked by two black men. And I feel bad for those black men with Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson. Because if you're them, first of all, you scheduled to be there a month in advance. Had no idea that this story was going to come out. You probably knew of the situation itself. But no idea that the story would come out. And, you know... Now you're in a situation where they want you to, you know, and shout out to Big Sarge for this one because he was, he was a fool in his video. You got to be nice to Miss Rachel now. You got to Miss Rachel and you be nice to that woman. You say nothing bad about her, okay? She done know all these things. She gave you eats. She gave you sleeps. Don't get, you, don't get in trouble now. She did all of that. <laughs> they did all of that to them two men. And now if you're Kendra Perkins... And Richard Jefferson, now you're like, ooh, shit. Um, so who do I piss off today? Do I piss off people on Twitter? Do I piss off the bosses that, you know, pays me, make sure that I can, my family can eat? You know, who do I piss off? And that was a tough choice they had to make in like 24 hours. So, I can't really blame them. At all. Like, this is, a, this is a tough situation for them. So, yeah, they, you know, it was a hard choice. Even to the point to where Kendrick Perkins had to defend himself on Twitter spaces. And originally, yeah, I was like, you know, like, Perk, what's going on, my guy? But after he explained himself, I was like, you know what, you're right. That makes sense. Like, there's so much. We, we do we do this thing a lot. And we fall into this trap where these companies had a white, has this white person and they act crazy and, you know, now I got these two black people and they have to defend them. And now the black people are looking at them like they the sellouts or whatnot. So, yeah, when people saw Perkin, Perkins and uh, Jefferson out there, why you ain't do nothing? Why you just stay quiet? Why you ain't just act a fool? And I'm just kind of like, yo, whose bills are y'all paying? You know, whose bills are y'all paying right now? Serious question. Serious question. So, don't get me wrong. The only person who looks good in all of this is Maria Taylor because she did nothing wrong here she was wrong Hell, kelly Jun kelly johnson was wrong too because seemingly she's the only person that got punished out of all of this and that sucks it'd be one thing if she was the only person that recorded that conversation and sent it out i guess i can see why they would do that at that point and i know there's a conversation about privacy laws and everything else and which yes and no Yes, you should be able to have a private conversation without having to, you know, curate your speech, your words and having to, 
you know, go out of your way to say what you want to say because you fear being recorded, and that's fine. That's fair. But once it does get out and you're using, you know, company equipment to do to say such things, you got a little bit of a pickle in your hands. Just saying, man. Just saying. So overall, man, I just wanna as far as that goes, yeah, that's a huge mess. ESPN was asking for this. They got what they want. And I guess best of luck to them, you know, like and let's be clear. ESPN and Richard Nichols have to fix this problem. It ain't on Perkins. It ain't on Jefferson. It ain't on any of the black employees that work in there now. It's on Nichols and ESPN. Because this ain't going to go away. <laughs> I hope this is going to go away for a long time. And don't let Maria Taylor leave because of that. Yeah. It ain't going to be pretty for nobody. So, all in all, man, that's just my thoughts on that. So, real quick before I end this podcast... Uh, Shakari Richardson. Yeah, so that honestly, I honestly, I'll be real with you. I didn't really have much to say on this because honestly, if you follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever, I said really the main my you know my deal. But here's what I will say. I will say that it sucks that this is happening to her. Really, for one, it sucks that she even found out her mother passed from a reporter. Like, holy hell. What in the hell is going on? How did this happen? No, seriously. No, this is a serious question, though. I really want to know how this happened. How did this happen where she don't find out about her mother until a reporter got to her? Which means that the reporter was informed of this shit before she was. How in the hell did this happen? A lot of times when, you know, these things happen... Most of the time, family don't really post it on Facebook or to everybody gets called, right? And that's because even like news stations, even new, even the news, the local news is like, yo, do not mention the name until the family's been notified. Do not mention the name. Because ain't no way in hell I'll be in a good mood if I'm finding out that some of my people have died on Facebook or from a random reporter. What? So, I feel bad for her on that level. Like, that's a lot to go through on top of having to deal with, you know, the stresses of trying to be an athlete, trying to get into the Olympics, and all that. So, yes, as far as her actually taking the, you know, the marijuana, I understand why she did it. Like, I get it. It's, it's hard. I can imagine it being hard. Adding all that stress that she did not cause herself. I can understand that. But, unfortunately, and I know people, particularly black people, hate when people go like, rules are the rules. But that's just what it is. It's it's a stupid, outdated rule. It's antiquated. And, yes, we can go. We can, I, could spend, I could spend the next 30 minutes if I need to deep diving in the racial component of marijuana testing in sports. I could, but unfortunately, this is the rule. This is WADA. This is the World Anti-Doping Association. This is their rules. This is their standards. And yeah, so I mean, that's just that's just where we at on that. And as far as you know, people getting upset that she lived on the relay team, like 
okay. You know, I don't want to, and I don't want to seem like I'm dunking on this on this woman because she did lose lose her mother. She's still dealing with that grief, and I understand that. But at the same time, because of that situation, this is where we at. The U.S. You know, this is where we at. Yeah, could they, you know, kick somebody off and make space for her? Maybe, but then what? What you want to be careful of in these kind of situations? Is a slippery slope because if one person gets a slide, everybody else eventually is going to get the slide. Now you lost control. And that's, you know, that's the real big thing right there. Even for those who got mad that she got popped for weed in the first place, like, yes, but you, you can't let her slide on this one because she starts to slide. Guess what? Everybody who got who got punished back in the day, who lost endorsements because of it, all of this stuff, gonna be mad as hell because you let one person be the exception. If you're gonna have a rule, have it for, for for everybody, not for just one person, not for extenuating circumstances. That's just really how it is. But that neither nor need that's don't that don't take away from the fact that I do feel sorry for. And I do feel, you know, like hopefully that, hopefully this really means that the Olympic Committee has that counseling department or something because that, like I said, this could have been avoided from a lot of angles, not just her and her team or her, her people around her, but from the IOC themselves. They could have at least tried to offer, or not the IOC, maybe the U.S. track and field, somebody. That's a governing body over her trying to, you know, compete in the Olympics. Could have been like, yo, let me get the girl some help. She just found out her mother died from a reporter. Let me get some help real quick. Like, that could have been that. So, that's one thing. That's one aspect of it I want to touch on. Another one... I do feel like that tweet that she put, that she put out about essentially, you know, actually, let me just pull up the tweet and I'm gonna tell you what she said. And maybe I'm missing the point here, but you, you know. So, the tweet says the attention that is on track now and was because of very very few names. So if that's where fan support led, you can't be mad at that now. Some people try to tell me that she understand, you know, she must she must have been talking about the people that support her, don't want to watch the Olympics because of her, which is fine, but you know. But I think for me, I would advise her not to tweet that. Not because I want to control her speech or you should you don't want to silence her. No, but you know, I don't think PR wise, that's really the best idea. Especially when your teammate and Gabby Thomas really just had to tweet herself about people boycotting the Olympics and because of one person, everybody ain't gonna skip over the other sisters that ran clean. And I think that's really the biggest thing for me, is like we can get upset at the rule. We can get upset at the fact that she's not gonna run because she became this feel good story out of nowhere. Or really not out of nowhere. It's been coming for a couple of years now, to be honest with you. We just haven't been paying much attention to it, you know, as a collective. But you can, you know, but we, we, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys I'm going to boycott because of her. 
I've been watching track. I've been watching the Olympics before she was even born, and I'm going to keep watching after she's retired. Like that's just where it's at. Like I'm not. I mean, I there are a lot of things to be fighting for, but this ain't it for me. You know, that's just me. But those just my thoughts on everything from that. And I had some other th- things that happened before. Actually, you know what? I'm going to leave you with this. Because I was speaking of the women, and this is, yes, it's kind of like a awkward and horrible transition, but I'm going to do it anyways because I feel like it's got to be said. Now, um, I'm recording this July 7, last week. Uh, I forgot what day it was, but Bill Cosby got released from prison. And... But he got released from prison because of a procedural error, which means that he, you know, when he admitted to the Quaaludes, he was told that he would not get prosecuted, but they prosecuted him anyways. And because of that, they basically violated his rights. They basically violated the deal that he agreed to, that they, that he, that, you know, he was given. And he's a free man now. And what I would say to anybody that is celebrating his release, we need to be careful about why he got released. We gotta be careful about the fact that he did admit to what he did. Like full stop. We got to we got to we got to really acknowledge that if we're gonna have this conversation about him. And we also have to keep in mind that there are people on your Facebook timeline, your Twitter timeline that has been a you know there are women and men that are victims of this crime and celebrating him and come up with these crazy-ass theories about NBC was going to get purchased by him, and they try to keep the black man down. Like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. We, we, we can do better than this. We can do better than this. But like I said, man, just keep in mind those people who you might be impacting when you make such comments. Be careful about how you do it. Be as clear and concise and as tact as you can because... It's just smart, in my opinion. But, anywho, this has been the Justin Dots Podcast. My name is Gregory Joseph. You can catch this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at It's Greg72. That's It's Greg72. I T S G R E G 72. And until next time, when I don't know when that's going to be, peace. Thank you for listening.